that's really <clears throat> that hurt, by the way. I, I just I didn't. I, what hurt was I missed it. Yeah, I, I sat went, at wait, the table. Wait, there's twenty dollars on the table and he's gone. What happened? I, you know what? So you went for a smoke. <laughs> I went to the ATM. <laughs> I do no, do not smoke anymore. <laughs> yeah, I told you guys you were deep in conversation. Was that the religion conversation? No, I missed that. I, oh I would have stayed God. for that, actually. You totally should have stayed for that. Yeah. It was good. You guys, I think you guys were still talking about hookahs. When I, uh, <laughs> I'm reading uh, an article right now. The, New, the current New Yorker has an amazing article on this um, Iraqi SWAT team that fights ISIS. And it's interesting how, like... Women? It, They're women. Uh... This one is men, but there are women who are, like, part of the effort, sort of, yeah. tangentially. Um, it's, it's an amazing article. It's also, like, it, it's funny how, like, with Trump's Muslim ban, you, like, you read, like, what these people in Iraq are doing in the war on terror, like, their whole families being assassinated because they're police officers and so on. Um, but anyways, one of the things that's interesting is, like, like I, I didn't realize... That like apparently people in the Middle East are just addicted to hookahs and oh yeah, oh, yeah. they're like smoking them like under heavy artillery, <laughs> you know. It's yeah, just, like they're just passing around and yeah, it's really. But it's there may be some chemical, like <laughs> honest to God, I am addicted. Yeah, but I don't think so. I think it's much more emotional. It's kind of like what um, what happens in Latin America with the. With the uh, the mate and oh yeah, the yeah I think it's a social aspect. <clears throat> it is like, almost social, like a water cooler type. Yeah, you, you know, less yep. talk. But yeah, it was it was really interesting. Like how often he would say like he's getting his quotes while they're sharing a hookah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I've oh had... I, I don't mean it as a criticism. It was just interest. It, it it's interesting to me how like no matter how terrible war is like. It sounds like when you read these stories, soldiers are still trying to do like these normal things, you know. Maybe that's why they're losing. I no, think no, they but need to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you need. We don't want the time in there. You do need some sort of. We don't want the time in there. I just want a background. You need some sort of normal thing, you know. Oh, I agree. I well, agree. Pick up beer sign. No, there's I go beer the other direction. All I want, over this you know, place. There's that um, that plant <laughs> the African soldiers uh, chew. And it's like they give it to the kids at oh, like age yeah. fourteen, and they're holding AK forty sevens. That's how you want to work. It, it like ruins your ability to like measure. It like slows down the cerebral cortex so much that they can't measure risk. Is it could so or like could or these, something uh, weird? Yeah, I forget what it's called, but it's specifically designed so that these kids don't understand uh, what they're being asked to do and huh. how dangerous. No, but it is. the same thing happens here with gangbangers. Like most of gangbangers are age thirteen to twenty. Like at that age, you don't really. Oh yeah. Understand what you're doing. You know, you don't have the fear of death because you're well, you're 14 years yeah, old. Yeah, that 15. part of the brain isn't even it, developed yet. Absolutely, you know? yeah. yeah. So, so uh, actually, there was a double homicide in my neighborhood like recently. Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, did they, did they refill the pond they had to drain because of all the dead bodies? No, it was actually closer to my house. Yeah, uh, they just plant sod there and they're done. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Nobody. Nobody yeah. cares. They're you know, kids are back. Sure. You know play baseball and football in the pond but um this one was really close i mean my girlfriend walked out of the house and she walked into like the sectioned off you know when they put like police tape around a crime area so she yeah. walked out and we she don't walked know, like you know it but yes into the police area got it because it was like three block three houses down yeah. but anyway the point was yeah they do the i think that's what criminals all over the world do like they 
it, it, it often isn't rational to work for a criminal thug. Like, they, you take all the risks, you give very little money, so they take advantage of young people. Yeah, kids who, and, and whatnot, yeah. Who are calculating the risks as rationally and as fully as we might. No, or they, or they're, 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 they're so, their stories are so hard luck, they have no, <clears throat> no other choices. You know? No, but the thing is, like, when have you ever met or seen an interview or, or, or whatever with a 25 or a 30-year-old gangbanger? Those are rare. They yeah. usually get recruited around... 15 14 15 and most of them end up dead or either they retire in, or they go to jail or, or yeah, something like that but just an active yeah so because that's when they get you and you end up dead or in prison by the time you're 20 it'll be interesting to be an old gangbanger you know, <laughs> <laughs> worried about your basement and <laughs> people driving too fast on your road you know you're <laughs> Uh, the, some of those interviews with the old school Chicago gangbangers are really interesting and I, I think some of you guys know Sean you probably know the history of the gangs here of like you know how they used to be like a few of the major ones and then they've totally fractured yeah like it's crazy now it's like a gang is only on a block right yeah and that, like that's why the violence a lot of people say the violence has exploded because you don't have like a you don't have these homogenous groups anymore yeah because yeah. they actually had a real structure and, and now yeah, it's just yeah. every, everybody out for themselves a lot of talking back there. You guys keep it down while we're podcasting in here. <laughs> so that African drug I was thinking of is called Cot. K. Cot. Can I okay. have another beer? H A T. What would you like? Smitten? D D. Not the Smitten. God he no. No no no. D D D D D. Uh, dogfish. No, he didn't ask Wow. My kids do that sometimes. Hamana 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 hamana. Kids will sometimes get stuck in a loop and they'll go like. I want to know what's that day? What's that day? What's that day? And like, my kid will just get. Stuck I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, not Easter, not Easter, not Easter. Which <laughs> <laughs> in the I, Matrix? I, yeah. I, I wasn't. Oh, kids do that all the time. It's hilarious. No, no, no. All right, fine. 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 For fine. <laughs> so you you were talking about the hookahs, uh, yes. and and I'll, I'll kick us off. We are the Worldwide IT guys. I'm Steve. I'm Steve. I'm Dion. Thank Whoa. you. <laughs> I'm Ross. John. This is Sean. This is Gavin. <laughs> and Elisa. And Elisa. And we are the Worldwide IT guys, and this is podcast number seventy-three. You guys were talking about hookahs, mm-hmm. and we were talking about like we um, always are. The fact that there, there's like war zones and they're still doing the hookahs uh-huh. and it's an addiction, but I don't believe it's a physical addiction. I think it's a cultural addiction, sure. a, an emotional addi- addiction. And I'm just curious, is that, I think that's more powerful in a lot of ways than some chemical addictions. Chemical addictions are dangerous because they're chemical. Mm -hmm. But these are addictions based on the fact that it's, and and I equated it to mate and um, uh, chimarron, which is the Brazilian version of that. Um, These are things that people do in their culture that they connect with in such a way that they, they must do it. It's not that they have to do it physically they 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 must do it culturally mm-hmm. but can't Did anybody become addicted to a thing that gives them that that physical nicotine caffeine 
hookah flavor that associates that with a happiness that they get or a cultural belongingness. You could say I like drinking Mountain Dew, so, and therefore I'm happy when I drink Mountain Dew because I'm always doing this thing, which is playing Xbox mm-hmm. or whatever. So sure. you could you could your brain and 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 physical. Sure, I'll give you being. that. I'll give you that. But let me just ask Elisa, who is a pers- participant in the mate culture. Yeah, right. Which I don't. Yeah, so. As somebody, and, and Ross, you can chime in on this as well, but as somebody who participates in that, is it physical, like, would you do that if you didn't have the social interaction, or is it l- literally about the social inter- interaction as much as anything else? Well, maybe because I jump in late to mate culture, uh, I think it's more a social interaction, a culture between people to share uh, a conversation and a good time and maybe not a conversation but just being together uh, sharing the mate and talking about oh this is nice no no this needs some more sugar and uh, it's very uh, stupid thing maybe but uh, (laughs) you share with the other and you keep talking about the weather, the news, and whatever, but you must be there to enjoy the mate. But on the other hand, I, I, I was also a hooker with my friends, and it was the same experience. <laughs> hookah. Oh, hookah. I don't know how it's pronounced here. It's a yeah, very different I, word here. I know yeah. the hookah. Uh, I, I knew today that argile is actually hookah here. So, sorry for my pronouncing. Um, I smoke argile a lot of times with my friends, in parties, in friends' meetings, and it's the same experience. The argile has has (coughs) like a pipe where you can smoke from the pipe and then share with the other guy beside you and keep talking about things in the night and <laughs> until the coal get burned and you have to replace the coal or when the tobacco the tobacco gets completely burned you have to replace the whole thing but it's so social it's like mate you have to you you end it ends when the mate is already gone and you have to replace it if you want to continue. <coughs> or it's end and you do other stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I have had mate. I have smoked a hookah. Ross, you're, you're a hookah smoker. Your family or <laughs> no, your no, culture. No, no. no. It, it doesn't, no? no? It's not a cultural. So my story is a little bit different. Hookahs kind of. We just did it to get high. It was whatever. Yeah, no. Uh, we went to a holiday to a to Tunisia and there we experienced you know the whole thing with hookah and then I smoke and everything so we bought a hookah and we bought a whole lot of aromas and for me it was not uh, a social thing at all I was sitting in my room alone smoking a hookah <laughs> were you <laughs> naked totally different yeah so I was naked I freaked out I was naked I had baby oil all over my body <laughs> Okay, this is a different experience. Never mind. Here I am trying to have like a logical conversation. And now we got Ross, baby oil down. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's my uncles uh, were all in AA. They always said they always said though the biggest predictor they would always see of whether somebody would be able to uh, stick with it or would relapse would be how extroverted versus introverted they were. And they said that extroverts, the thing they actually would miss about drinking was the social thing. Yeah, and that's course. why they would struggle so hard of to course. quit drinking. Where he said introverts could handle it a little bit easier. You know, because... Could handle detox. They could handle, like, n- taking bars out of their lives. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, taking drinking out of their lives. Sure. A little bit easier. In their... I mean, these are, you know, my, you know, uncles, you know, so take it for what you will. But, mm. you know, yeah. But that's that whole issue of chemical dependence versus... And, and yeah, exactly. Social. I think yeah. there's a power to this social dependence. Oh, definitely. But as soon as you leave the culture of that, it's easy because it's not chemical. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's literally social. Mm-hmm. So you're on your way. Yeah. Unlike smoking, because there's a chemical dependency on the nicotine. That chemical no, dependence. I, but there's also a I social aspect. Because hookah, I smoked tobacco, and I realized that I was having problems to breathe after some rough uh, night I had. <coughs> so I quit. And I didn't have any any problems, any need to keep smoking. And sometimes I I met with friends and they smoke. But I would argue that fine. I would argue that you're not, you were not chemically dependent. You were emotionally appreciative. Uh, maybe yeah, that's right. You didn't cross that line. Correct. But it, as soon and I have never had like I I've, I've smoked things in the past but i've never been a smoker right so i i smoke cigarettes but i smoked them literally a couple of nights because i thought this was cool and it's what you did right and it was done i did it i woke up the next day and went what the fuck did i do (laughs) and i was done um uh, i did it with cigars and i thought i liked it and every morning i woke up going what the fuck did i do And I did that for a little longer because I went, oh, yeah, I like this. And then I didn't like it. Um, But it was it never chemically connected. And so I didn't have this dependence chemically. Right. So it was a social thing that I hated myself the next day for. And Mm -hmm. I moved on. Yeah. Um, So I think if you chemically connect then you have a problem. Then you, then you're dealing with that reality, mm-hmm. whether it's nicotine or, you know, I mean, you can go to the nth degree. You can go heroin. You can go cocaine. You can go whatever you want to go to, right? Alcohol. Um, and, you know, all of us could have a problem, well, except for Gavin. <laughs> Gavin doesn't have a problem because he's moved on. Good for you. Um but if it's, I like what you're saying, Sean. I think if it's socially the way that you connect with the world, it's now a combination of the two. Yeah, exactly. And that yeah. makes it that much harder. Yes, definitely. Right? Yeah, because you got chemical and social. Yeah, fight. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Agreed. totally, yep. totally. So, uh, heavy handed way of saying we're all alcoholics. Yep. Except for maybe one. <laughs> yep. And I don't we're think I've done really sober. so we're going to move on into our whole um 
I were on seventy three. Fuck. I would like to ask the so question. Out. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw this, but uh, recently there was in the news. Um, I think it was a Silicon Valley company that somebody was trying to solve a problem technically, right? So we're in IT, trying to solve their problem technically. They they saw a problem and they said, well, I can solve this. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And they ended up deleting the wrong thing and deleted their entire database. And now it's about falling back to backups and restoring and dealing with the reality of deleting something. Uh, this was... Uh, employee caused $32.9 million startup to go offline after accidentally deleting the wrong file. Oh, That's what, what happens f- when you put everything in one table. One <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> file. $32.9 million. Oh, man. Company, right? Gavin, you're okay. It's fine. So <laughs> it's fine. Th- yeah. This it's totally company fine. was GitLab. <laughs> I don't know if you know GitLab. Wait, but we talked about them super briefly last week. Oh, did you guys talk about yeah, this? Yeah, because we talked about how they found... I was here. I don't remember uh, we, we We talked about how we found their DR plan didn't work, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, so they, yeah. they had trouble recovering and all <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, while I totally forgot that we talked about this... We I didn't go into any details, so go ahead. Yeah, we yeah, should yeah. talk about, did we ever have any experience... <laughs> well, okay. I mean, we have. Dealing I don't know who likes to lead here. A, Sorry, a Gavin. I thought we were fine. <laughs> we're not fine. And I, <laughs> Gavin, you know, Gavin had an experience you know. here. But we all have. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll let you maybe tell your story if you want to after this. But I remember, this is not an oh, yeah, I, I remember yeah. when, when Gavin had his moment. Yeah. I remember like. Uh, you felt really bad, but like I think everyone you talk to on the team is like, "Oh, dude, I've done that. We've all done it. Like everybody in IT at some level or another has found, and eventually you get to a point where before you hit something, you're like, you you get real. You have to basically blow up a company <laughs> before you learn. <laughs> so as the trigger yeah, habit, who hasn't know? blown up a company before in this room? John took down John. Arthur Anderson. I've well done. a couple. You yeah. have. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying totally. we've hasn't. all destroyed the rug. <laughs> Uh, Ross, Ross, you're young. You're no, you're due. Don't I have worry. It. You're due. No. You haven't. Yeah. Keep no. working oh, yeah, on. That's why we don't yeah. give him any root keep passwords. Keep working on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No wait, but I'm global admin in most things. Yeah. I always, <laughs> to me, it's oh, like a doctor who says he's never had a patient die. I'm like, okay, well then you don't uh, deal with high risk. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you haven't lived. Yeah. Um, so my first so. experience with this. Yes. Oh, <laughs> all day. Lisa is now trimming mm-hmm. all the of the uh, global yeah. admins. Um, my experience was I was at a conference in Arizona, of all places, and it, it was great. It was like I, I met a guy, a friend, a cohort. We worked together. We played some golf. We went to this conference. Day two... I think it was day two. I get a phone call. Um, there might be a problem. It's like, okay, what what are you talking about? A problem? We might have lost the entire directory of the company, and we did. We did. Somebody deleted the entire directory of our company, and we were screwed. We were just the Active Directory. No, it. it the directory, the meta directory. Okay. 
which think the other directory holds user information, all profile, you know, the yeah. shit we work on every day, but don't yeah. want to say the word for. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it it was deleted, gone. And we were stuck trying to restore from a backup. And it was this guy's experience. So, we, you know, it was talked about last week, but they deleted this database and we went, oh, it's no problem. We've got. What was the name of that database again? GitLab. Is the, the uh, oh, wait. This was the GitLab thing. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Different than yours that said test, test, test vouchers. Yeah. Test vouchers. <laughs> no, not the, not that the was test good. vouchers. We should talk about that. Which is another good, one. That's a good one. Yeah. Of the same topic, in the yeah. same realm of yeah. That oops. was my experience yeah. dealing with all of this, trying to figure out how to bring us back to life. John, you had an experience, test vouchers? Uh, yeah, Dan and myself, uh, back a long time ago, we're like, uh, the server's running out of space, we need to find databases we can delete. Oh, this one called te- test vouchers, we can probably get rid of that one. Test vouchers is actually a production database. It was a production database for one of our biggest clients. Yep. And yeah. everything's gone. <laughs> everything's gone. Everything's gone. Shit's broken. They, Sites they down. They named the table Test Vouchers. It was a SQL database called <laughs> Test Vouchers. Well, it was, it was it was logical when they started, okay? Yes. Test vouchers will live in the infamy We're of this group this. forever. <laughs> it is the number one. It's really <sighs> right. So we've all had these experiences. Oh, yeah. Sean, do you have? Uh, I nope, have some. Never, nope. I have. Uh, I was just thinking of test vouchers. Which, uh, I know another one where all of a sudden our prod directory software all stopped working, and suicide. Know, well, well, I'm going to tell my suicide, but then somebody. Mine was a suicide. Somebody else executed the same account. Um, so this the same account has been uh, executed, and it committed suicide all in less than a couple of years. So it's lived a thousand lives. Yes. Um, but anyways, uh, an admin, you know, so we, we had this one account. We used to have to go through these Oracle web services and you, you needed a master account to do all your, your queries with this one account and you had to put it in the directory. So it was under Chicago office and uh, one of the admins for the Chicago office, <laughs> us, he's uh, that was index nice. super user. Meh. I don't think he works here anymore. <laughs> that doesn't ring a bell. It deletes it. Delete. And with that, like, just every computer locks Stop. up. <laughs> and no logon, no password change, no nothing. So, Websites are down. So we, we Creates restore are failing. It, you know, we bring everything back up. We restore it. And we change his name, which is, to this day, I think, index, do not delete. Do not delete. <laughs> Super user. Super user. <laughs> but I also once in stage, uh, our test, area and we uh, dan and i were just talking about this today well one of the ironic things about when you work for a company that does a lot of outsourcing your 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 test environment becomes your prod environment because that's what your billable consultants need right to, to, to actually be worth their money for you you know so like like people raise hell when test goes down you know which yeah. is like unlike any other company i've ever been at but it is what it is <laughs> that's fine and we had to once but to be fair we don't have a dev environment we don't yeah and that's one of the yeah um and uh, we had to do something where we had to we had to refresh our test data, so we had to purge all the old data and then uh, recreate the new data. And it, it didn't occur to me when I wrote the script. I, I you know, we we executed again as a super user account. It just didn't occur to me that it'd be able to delete itself. <laughs> right. Because then, you, you know, so like it just deletes itself. And I'm like talking to D, and I'm like, running listen, the job. Yeah, I'm like, listen, it deleted like, oh. itself. I I, it, I I didn't think of it. 
you know, so it, it basically, I think its name was I. So it, it, it did A through I, deleted every user, got to itself, and now I through Z still exists. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, you're going to get a bunch of calls over this. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to shoot you straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you yeah. know, like, the consults aren't going to be able to work. And he's like, yeah, they'll probably just recreate it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. We deleted the thing that lets us access. <laughs> and he goes, well, no, we'll just recreate it. And, and then, like, I, the way I made him understand it all is I go, Dion, it just committed suicide. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we can't use it. Okay, it's dead. <laughs> so, what? And, and I think my next answer was, well, I'm close enough. Can you just use me? And I think. I'm like, Dion, you start before I. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta use somebody. We gotta use some Polish dude. Yeah, exactly. it's a P name. I remember saying that. A consonant like a P. Last You're telling me I'm like, oh shit. We, we, super, we can't oh, use the guy that Polish starts with B. We can't use the H. Yeah. We can't use the F. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, our group all is before I. So <laughs> we can't use the the B. Yeah. Name shit. Yeah. So we've just created Zinny Zimbabwe. Yeah. Z, 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 yeah. <laughs> do not delete. Z Z Z. Do not delete. So that would be a great name if you ever hacked a corporate website. Yeah. You know, and you needed to put your own user account in there. If you put a name like that, like they would never delete it. You know. Z Z like, Z. Like, do used not delete for Asia Pacific payroll reporting. Do not delete. That's oh, just oh. the name. So <laughs> so wait, I got an idea. Yeah. Zoolander Junior is our new. Uh, <laughs> Is our new name. Okay. Let's yeah. do that. That'll like work. That. So what do you do after, like, you delete directory or whatever? Well, that's, well I always love So uh, I, I, oh, I have God, a funny God. story. I remember one time our group was uh, migrating a big system onto a new system. And uh, we are all in a whole room late at night. <laughs> it was, was like a big, weekend. Big weekend meeting. And I was supposed to have a wedding to go to that night with my wife. And I was like, uh, you know, as Sean would say to his wife, hey, babe. Uh, this is not going well. So <laughs> like I'm going to he be says here every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be here a little longer than I expected. I'm not going to make the wedding. So that night we're moving an Oracle system, whatever. Uh, last trust on me because I'm the only person that knows Oracle. Uh, we finally finished it later than we expected. We all went out for beers and dinner afterwards. My wife went to the wedding by herself. And I came home, and she had baked cookies that day, and there were cookies all over our apartment. She got home from the wedding, a little overserved, and went on a rage and threw cookies <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Have your fucking cookies. Yeah, yeah. I hope Whenever you love your you fucking home. job. Here's cookies everywhere. This is before kids, but that's and I actually have the picture. I'll, we can. I I'll remember that. I remember that story. We yeah, went to do share that. I do have the picture. It's kind of funny. Just cookies everywhere. <laughs> oh, wifely stories. Yes, we should, probably shouldn't go there. It's only it's it's like an anniversary almost of that migration soon. Is like, it? Yeah. Really? It was too. You know, it, what's funny is because uh, the password for our stage okay. systems is built off the date, and I was just talking to somebody uh, last year, and I'm like, man, I can't believe. It's been uh, almost seven years since since that time. Yeah, that was seven years ago almost. Almost seven, okay. Yeah. No, that's probably longer than that. I, I no, the one, it was uh, 2011. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. How old is your son? Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> he's, he's almost eight. 
It was two thousand. Probably longer ago. Well, I mean, unless they redid the passwords in two thousand eleven. Yeah. That's yeah. No. Could yeah, have I been think, before. That. I think we're approaching a ten year anniversary. It, we what, could be. Uh, maybe yeah. the passwords were redone. Yeah, I think. I think we're approaching an almost yeah. ten year anniversary. I'm, I'm of only the going date. off the password I <laughs> like, like no, you know. So, so we just had uh, sort of a touch point on our transformation, Ugh. and because we had a touch point. Um, there's been a bit of a reset and everything's going to be great and we're going moving forward and I don't know I heard somebody solved all of our problems in about three days so we're good to go so this and morning we, hold on we really should mention her name but we can't everything's great <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah everything's yeah. fixed yeah. now yeah <laughs> there's a and, new and lady you're getting in town. to my point here so Dion how did today go because I heard that there may have been some challenges that you dealt with this morning, or is it too raw? Should unlike, I not? Unlike most days with the normal set of challenges, I felt like everybody who I replied to last Friday. God, he was running hot this morning. Well, he was at like E30. No, 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 no. So last Friday, clear cues. Everybody's happy. Tickets are about to be closed. Come in Monday, nobody says anything. I'm like, all right, those are those are off our plate. I wake up this morning and everybody decided to say, fuck that shit. We're reopening this stuff and not, we don't know what the fuck to do. And it was just a pile. The faucet was open back up and it was running full right on my face. <laughs> <laughs> and left and right were tickets and people responding our agency responding, our IBM responding, people just saying, fuck that, nope, you're wrong, this is wrong, that's wrong, I don't understand, I don't understand. It was just, it was it was full flowing well, shit I've, on my face this morning. To be fair, I've had several tickets open. Yes. And, and, and and you decided to just like check in on a ticket this morning. You're no, like, no, no, hey, no. Hey, are, no. are you cool with this? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> But, I mean, that's just an example of why but, did today. But, Dion, my point is. February some, 8th, some, did everybody decide to say today's the day I'm going to check in some on Something actually happened because I did not just do that out of the blue. Right. I got yeah. an IBM notice True. saying, this looks closed. Yes. We're going to close this. Are you yeah. good with this? Yeah. Which made me go. We're not cool with this, I'm, are we? I'm not sure. Does this look closed? This doesn't look closed to me. No, it's not. It's not. So, but that's my point is, is Friday, we closed all our tickets, closed our queues, signed off, said, we're looking good, move forward, blah, blah, blah. Monday, Tuesday hit. Wednesday morning, I wake up and whatever it was, like you're mentioning, somebody said, fuck. That's like the, that's like the, you know, some of the on the ground level stuff. But like, I don't know if the context has been properly set here about our, our reset and, how epic of a failure basically the entire project has been admitted to be because IT costs are not shrinking, they're growing. The services are not being delivered. There, there's no operate, there's really, there's been no upside at all beyond, I don't know, in putting this infrastructure in place so that, that I, I can the, see the transformation as someone who's just a front end developer. Do you want to be a glass half empty? Yeah, man? sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he basically said that, I mean, IBM didn't even believe us that he thought it, they thought it was a negotiating tactic for like half a year that services were so degraded or, or you know that all these things weren't being done like is that is it fair because I am I am a but a humble front end developer so I don't know these things too well but I mean but to that's say how glass I read half empty is like saying 
Somebody threw that glass against the fucking wall <laughs> and then pissed all over the remains of it, and that's half empty. And you had to, you had to walk through. That's it. that's what we were at. Okay. I would love. For wait, you wait. To that's be a in negotiating where they tactic. Explain <laughs> their problems. <laughs> Let me describe that in a little more detail. Wait, wait, yeah. for you. you think it's half empty? <laughs> Guess what, motherfucker. <laughs> Pull on my pants and put my balls on your little laptop. I'm gonna put them on the well, table. Th- thank yeah. you for bringing up. Like, <laughs> Thanks. Th- that's great. The perspective that you just delivered is important, and this is what I think people are seeing. Is um, I heard <clears throat> after this conversation about no costs aren't going down; they're going up. X Y Z. Somebody said. Um, so that was like an unapologetic, effectively acknowledgement of the fact that this whole thing is failing miserably. Right. But it was unapologetic. There was no, hey, guess what? We fucked up. Sorry. We're going to move on. And here's what we're going to try to do to move on. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was clearly just. But see, yeah, I interpret. Yeah, there are issues. But there what I issues. heard, what I heard <laughs> was no apology. Things completely suck. And guess what? You're going to be able to have a path to fix it. Oh, sure. You, yeah. you will have the path to fix well, it. It was also funny. We're not going to get in your way anymore. We're not going to get in your way anymore. We're not going to get in your way anymore. We're absolutely not going to be apologetic. In fact, you need to fire people. A, we fired all of the people that could actually solve this problem. B, you have no budget, it, and see, it is now your responsibility. It, what else right, right. was was even more funny about that? It wasn't even what you were saying. It was like, and that's in the past. We won't discuss it. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it it's wasn't gone. Even an apology. <laughs> we wrote off the books. It was like that's in the past. We won't discuss it. You right. know, like yeah. Yep. No. We won some things. They won some things. It's over. We that won't talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Over. So, so that's the reality of our transformation. Yeah. And so, like, what, what Sean was talking about is like, so things were being centralized and then outsourced, and then now they realize that. There are so many things that are just not going to be able to be done at that type of level. And so there's going to be some type of so, power or operational or agency. So the, the, the six surrender. of you that are left, you have to do the job of 250, right, yeah. 300 people. That's crazy. Figure uh, it out. But hey, it's going to be a new day. Wow. So. Wow. Well, that's my response to doing the rest of 250 people. That's how you should just, yes. uh, when they say, record your name when you go into the <laughs> 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 Now joining. What's up, motherfuckers? It's going to be really fun when he says, say my name, bitch. Say my name. <laughs> so so uh, I, I'm going to drop here. So um, we probably need, um, we need something sort of a an ambassador of sorts and this is an opportunity to transition into apparently Denmark has actually associated this role a tech ambassador to work with these behemoths technologically who I assume would be the Facebook's uh, which I shudder when I say that I equate them with Amazon and Microsoft Oh, I would say you, in, in terms Google. of government relations, they're more important because they control how people acquire information. Yeah, the fake news. Yeah. So it's the reality. Yeah. Doesn't make me any more comfortable. I, I, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's great. I don't know if anyone has the article, but. It's um, kind of like a reverse lobbyist. Sean, you raised this. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I think it's super important because I, I, I think these, these 
What do what are governments going to do? What is this role from Denmark's perspective? What is this role going to do for them? I get what I get that they're acknowledging the power of these technology mm-hmm. companies, but seriously, what's the role? Like, if, is it really going to be that different than the Economic Council's at, Obama setup, where he would reach out to businesses? Yeah, it's mostly it's. I mean, what it sounds like is a bilateral relation with tech companies to make sure that the country's best interests are sought after. So the way I said it, it's like a reverse lobbyist. The, the yeah. government of a country is now lobbying to tech companies to say, hey, can you help work with, with us to improve on, uh, let's say, uh, real estate in this region or political things in that region or, or search results equal this and just making sure that so not, jobs here. So, or so the way you're presenting this, which, which I appreciate, is in, in they, are, terms. they are seeking things from these tech companies as opposed to the inverse because that flips the relationship on its ear to me it says no you tech company are in charge and i want help as opposed to the other way around going no i'm my country is not going to allow you to do x y and z well, yeah and it said it's both ways because they also said like they're going to have a lot of pre- like that they are going to advocate that our citizens are going to have certain privacy requirements yeah that you are going to need to accommodate you know and and, um, I, and I, pre- I think that's where the relationship yeah. comes in it's not but it yeah i still equate it as a reverse lobby yeah, I, and I, I think it, it, it can be. But what's weird about being a lobbyist is a lobbyist is usually fully dedicated to one side. Uh, and maybe Government. this guy will That's be why it's referred dedicated. to Government. as an ambassador. Yeah, yeah. Who basically Government. hears yes. your point yeah, yeah. and understands my point, and we'll, yeah. f- we'll sort that out. I just think it's, I, I think it's really interesting. Like, these companies have so much power, but they don't really have a lot of employees. You know, so it's so centralized, and so you really need to basically be dealing with the CEO. <laughs> but we've right. all Almost. seen that infographic of like, there's what eight total companies that run all the other companies in the world, essentially. Yeah, well, but they're like they, they they have so many bodies on the ground. Like like even IBM, it, it's like I wouldn't say you need a, an ambassador for because like IBM has so many departments and, and, and so many like like Facebook is is like probably like, like the employee count at Facebook versus the power they influence. Like I, I feel but that, will that's, they but that's why up, this is that's why will, this is showing up in headlines is because they're treating it like they are all an entity of a body that they need to engage in a way with an ambassador. Mm-hmm. Which is why this is a headline. It's it's like a country yeah. of itself. It's a capitalistic country of technology yeah, I think so, that, yeah. that and that's a first but will, right but will the companies like who's playing the role of the company's ambassador to the country yeah is that role being played by the head of sales in denmark like you know facebook's head of sales for denmark is now the one who's on the front lines with the president or prime minister or whatever he is of Denmark, right? Yeah. So I think in this case, the government is ahead of the tech companies because they're addressing it this way. 
And the corporations now need to be thinking about it in the same way and saying, oh, well, I can't have, you know, this head of sales talking. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think these corporations have so much influence now that they haven't caught up to the fact that they're almost de facto countries. Right. And they need to right. interface with these countries in a more formal way. Right. Y you know, um, with somebody who understands the polit political yeah, yeah, environment yeah. they're in and like. They do just because they live in that society, yeah. but they, they need to have a different perspective. That's one thing that I, I feel, and I hate them as a company, but Uber, I feel like, has tried to get right. Like, like Uber, like if you look at like their their upper level, like they hire a ton of former politicians huh. that bring like oh, geopolitical experience. I think David Plouffe, the guy who basically got Obama in 08, the guy who did the um, on the ground, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the electoral map math, that kind of genius. I think he worked for them. Yeah, he was hired, I think, for their emerging markets. Huh. You know. Um, so this article yeah. says 1% of all companies in Denmark are foreign. Only they 1%. account for only 20% of Danish jobs. Meanwhile, Facebook's about to build a huge facility there and kind of, like, toss that on its ear, right? So they're going to they're gonna build a 55,000-square-foot data center I bet, I'll bet you it has four employees. With, <laughs> I, mean, I guarantee. I guarantee that That's is not going to be a job episode, right? Yeah, totally. Where, like, there's this yeah. monster warehouse of data centers. There's one guy who's like, show hey, me your favorite exit. Can I, can yeah. I show you? Let me show you your other server. And we yeah. like walk for 20 minutes before we get to the other thing. Mean, so, but in Denmark, what I think they're trying to say is, based on the statistics, if they let Facebook come in, they now need somebody to engage with the tech companies in a different way that they've ever done based on the fact that, you know, the percentage of, of foreign, you know, mm -hmm. displacement is so small, so small. So I don't know. I just, yeah, I get it. And I think it's cool. And Denmark is in a weird position, right? Cause obviously based on those statistics, it's like, well, they, they're not used to having that. So they need it, maybe an ambassador to talk to those companies like Facebook who are coming in. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's also interesting, too, because I almost feel like Denmark is, is like this small, they're almost talking to Facebook and all these people like the way like New Guinea would talk to the U.S. <laughs> like, oh, please, Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, don't fuck up our country <laughs> with fake news. And, you know, it's just interesting to me how powerful they become. Like, it just came out today that uh, like French intelligence is seeing like like very concerted <laughs> Russian efforts for their uh supporting the far right candidate in France like in terms of fake news and and uh they're doing like phishing attacks on the opponents and i guess the what's even worse in this election is like, i guess the person running against the far right candidate is like a total asshole mm, yeah and he's like really corrupt or something um but it's just interesting and and i don't know how governments try and advocate for these technology companies to help them with this kind of shit yeah, I mean, this article says, which I think is weird, um, they, they're only going to get, like, 150 permanent jobs. Off the data center? Off that data center. Yeah. That will be, more than I thought it would be. huge. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's that's that. Um, so what's this? Uh, Bumble wanted, the, or, uh, sorry. Steve wanted to talk about robots. What did he want with robots? Every week, robots. Every Whether week. Whether they're sex this box. week in robots. <laughs> Whether they're sex or scary or cleaning your carpet, 
What did, robots. You, you had robots on the call sheet, Steve. What 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 was the? We're going to talk about talk? robots now. No, well, what was the talk on robots that you? It's I, the I thing don't know after what you Oh my God! There were the, so there there was this robot that um, had. So you've seen the robot that walks, right? You've seen yes. the. Oh, is that the link? I Boston said last Dynamics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the the crazy and we one. About that one a little the bit, next yeah. one was with the wheels, which is yeah. the mm-hmm. one you s- mm-hmm. shared. And um, I don't know if you guys saw, there was uh, apparently <clears throat> there's a company that's now doing a new sex bot that um, it, it uh, it's amazing. It does incredible things. The head alone cost $10,000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm not talking yeah, about the head. I'm talking about a broomstick. You know? I'm talking <laughs> about the face and the the skull and the that yeah. head, right? Yeah. So that is now ten thousand dollars, which is ridiculous and out of control. And then there's this company, and I think they refer to it. Uh, I think your pronunciation is it's a Giga, which is, I think, a practical robot. Huh. It is this device that a company has now built that has, uh, it it carries about 40 pounds of weight. It's built for urban society. And the whole point of it is to empower people. So what do you do if you're an urban dweller and your grocery store is three blocks, four blocks, six blocks away? And you have to go grocery shopping. You fire up your SUV because you're an urban dweller and you drive to the grocery store and you load up your 40 pounds of groceries and you drive back. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, it's a walk. It's a walk away. You don't have to do this. So this device, this Giga device, is a... 40-pound supported device that travels up to, like, 25 miles an hour. So you can bike to the grocery store, do your grocery shopping, put your stuff in the Giga, and bike home. You can walk to the grocery store. You can train it. So I go to the dry cleaner and drop my stuff off, and come home, well, I can train my Giga to do that on its own. And I can tell the dry cleaner, guess what? This thing's going to show up, and you're going to open it up and take the shit out and close it up, and it's going to go home. So this is a device that does all of that on its own. It's trained based on proximity to you. So you have your phone in your pocket, and you say... Follow me. Yeah, it's like a Sherpa almost. Yes, it learns your path. It learns what you do. It learns why you do it. You can program it to do these things. And they have multiple devices. This, to me, is practical robotics. Mm -hmm. So sex bots, practical to a sense, to a degree. (laughs) Um, They're so stupid. That's amazing that it's $10,000. But that's... Stupid, right? You yeah. get like three Surface Hub TV stands for that. I, you could get probably a hundred hookers. <laughs> I mean, you know, like Why have sex with a human being, yes. you know? And yes. 20 good ones. Yeah. <laughs> but the sex industry is going to invest in that. 
sure. so that they don't have to invest in the hooker. Yeah, long yeah, term, yeah. Right. Ooh, I guess maybe that'll be one. Maybe that'll be the advantage of when they finally have these sex robots. Is it'll end uh, all and prostitution, sex slavery, yes, and yes. Um, all the you know, and that mm. would be good. But would these it really? <laughs> And, and Maybe it'll also just end sex because dudes are just going to want to screw robots <laughs> <laughs> or like re- reproductive sex. They'll do anything. Yeah. Come on. Um, but the, this device, like I looked at it and said, that's very cool and very practical because it will follow me and do what I want it to do. But I'm not going to buy it. I think this is the next thing in the, you know, the rent a bike thing program mm-hmm. cities should invest in this device and basically you have the opportunity to go i'm going to walk down to the corner i'm going to check one out i'm going to go to the grocery store i'm going to come home i'm going to take my groceries out and then i'm going to say i'm done and it'll just go back to its little dock and charge and do what it needs sure. to do it's the next rent a bike it's a rent a robot Hmm. Yeah, I think that's cool. I love it. Kevin's <laughs> all in. Who would argue with that, right? I mean, you got to prove it in the environment, but I think this is brilliant. Robot, I want you to go kill that man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Let's not be yeah. ridiculous. So that was my practical robot thing. But you guys talked about Uber. Have you seen Uber has now partnered with NASA? For no. No. what? Well, they haven't technically partnered with NASA, but they they hired a NASA engineer to help them build a flying car. Hmm. <laughs> flying cars will never happen. It's funny. It's such Honest a, it's to like shit. We feel like we need to do it just to prove old people's vision of the future, right? But it <laughs> just doesn't to make, make all of our old movies. It doesn't correct. make any fucking sense. It, especially once you have self-driving cars, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like the power needed to do it. Right. Uber hires veteran NASA engineer to develop flying cars. Uh, name so name. You know what? This this will be a fun name. The uh, the uh, publication. What was who published? NASA and Uber are now working together. Who did this? Popular CNN. science. Wrong. No, that's popular mechanics. Wrong. Popular mechanics. Yeah. Wired. Wrong. Teen Vogue. <laughs> the Teen Vogue's been doing weird shit lately. Uh, honestly, Playboy. This, this Playboy. Just from a press release. Like, I wouldn't be BBC. surprised if this was just a, a PR flunky yeah. forwarding this to every news agency. It very well could be. Yeah. Very well could be. This is Bloomberg mm-hmm. that oh, has really? published this. Yeah. Um, and the, the point is this guy apparently published his sort of research paper on, I think we can build this thing. And... Um, Larry Page, heard of him, co-founder of Google. Larry Page started a new company that was basically, uh, actually, I think two, that developed the technology in order to make flying cars happen. So basically, it's a big drone, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It can take off vertically, and it can lift a person. It's cool. A person, yeah, an entire, Family. entire oh, okay. vehicle. All right, all right. A vehicle. Yeah. So, yes, it can take off with a person. It can take off with goods and whatever and move you around. 
I mean, Amazon's doing the whole. You saw the Super Bowl ad, right? No, I did not. What? So there was this great Super Bowl ad that was mundane, and you went, "This is boring. It's an Amazon commercial. It's a who cares commercial." Yeah, I need toilet paper, and I'm going to get Amazon to deliver it. And then all of a sudden, the drone shows up with the goods. Uh-huh. That's what this is. It is Uber's vision of replacing cars with vehicles that will fly you where you need to go. So um, on that, I read a super interesting article. Yes. About how more so than this, apparently. No, 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 no. So there's like, even if we can do it technically, we may not be able to do it legally. Because I guess we own the airspace. But this is the same thing that that Amazon's dealing with is trying to figure out how we can do it technologically. We can deliver content this way. We we just have to get the FCC. On certain things, yeah, the yeah. FAA, on yeah, other I, things. Yeah, I find that interesting that we might be able to legally do it in the next year with Amazon. Yeah. Like, Amazon, <clears throat> like, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to do it in Chicago soon, right? Dense, populated area, you'd think. Wait, what did you say about owning the airspace? I missed that. So, apparently, we, uh, on our house, our property, you as oh. a citizen, you own up to, like, 30,000 feet. Oh. 30,000 square feet. It, it's not quite that high, really? but it's pretty high. You own, like, 500 feet or something like that, you know, um... And nothing is allowed to be below that flying ceiling. It's considered mm-hmm. your property. That's interesting. So and we don't know what to do with this. Like, we don't yeah. know if Amazon would have to negotiate. And obviously someone's just going to probably take it away from us. Probably. Is what I would guess. I mean, in our history. Yeah. End of the day, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> right. They're going to talk to the tech ambassador. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, trust, yeah. trust me, we're going to take it away from them. <laughs> don't, worry. <laughs> don't worry about that. They're gonna, they can eminent domain it. There you go. <laughs> Above this level, it's... FAA owns it. Uh-huh. Below this is open, and at some point it's yours. <laughs> but it's it's also interesting to me because it's like get all you, the kites away. You know, it's like yet another. You know, and I don't know what aspect you want to go down here with this, Steve. But like, it's like yet another job that'll be taken away. Like it's funny. Like there won't even be delivery because like yeah, there won't even be delivery drivers. Maybe right. you know that it'll just be drones flying around everywhere. Well, and, well, the options are yeah. Drone trucks deliver your shit. Yeah, yeah. Or drone uh-huh. planes deliver yeah, your yeah. shit. The driver's gone. Yeah, exactly. Either way, yeah, the driver's yeah, yeah. gone. And this is Uber going, why do we need drivers? No, why do we need roads? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to that level. Why don't we if go? If it could be cost efficient, I think it'd be. I mean, it would just be badass for the views. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd actually prefer. The drones over some of the drivers that they have delivering. Like yesterday, oh, I had a, yeah. this car pulls up in front of our house, yeah. shady, sat there for like five minutes. I'm like, what, what the hell is this guy doing? And all of a sudden, he gets out of the car and he has a Amazon package for me. It's like, <laughs> who are they hiring to deliver Amazon packages these days? <laughs> you do see some weird anyone car. Amazon. And if you order Amazon now, you it, like it gets weirder. Like the more uh, urgency you add to the Amazon order, like I, you just see some guy pull up in like a you know Toyota Corolla with duct tape all over it. I saw a guy last night. He he had like a shoebox put into his uh, window, his moon window that was sticking upright that just said Amazon on it. <laughs> 
Wow. He was making deliveries in my neighborhood. Oh yeah, <laughs> like what's, it's like their delivery drivers are so weird. You don't like I don't know if this guy's doing a scam or if Amazon actually hired him. You know, it, who knows? It's, it's shady. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Wow. So maybe that would be the nice thing of the drones too. Is you know, get rid of the shady drivers. <clears throat> yeah, if shady drivers are a biggest problem at this stage, I don't think that's. Uh, but the I other issue technology... that they're going to have that's sort of interesting is that, like, it, it, like, like, legally right now, you can shoot a drone over your property, mm-hmm. which would be kind of hilarious. Just like, it's <laughs> well, yeah, fucking redneck it... shooting down. Hasn't there been Uber flying cars? Hasn't there been lawsuits specifically about that? Yeah, and apparently, like, like as far as I know, if it's over, if you can prove it's over your property, and it's under whatever that flight ceiling is, you will not be convicted. No. And you shouldn't be. Back to the Uber flying car thing, like, isn't the entire, like, the only way flights are reasonably cheap is because they pack, like, 200 people in there and it's about the, you know, that, that type of efficiency? Like, aren't the smaller... Well, yes. So these are electric devices. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about, you know, the fossil fuel thing. And they are, they're basically... But that's more expensive, right? Because fossil fuel is actually cheaper than electric. They're big drones. Yeah. But but not bad for the environment. You're dealing with short flight. I'm just trying to figure out how they would ever make business sense for them to do that. Like, how would they ever turn a profit? And everything that yeah, I'm thinking I, about with I think flight, it's an invention that I, came too late. Because I, I think that self-driving cars are going to be here and they're going to be so cheap and so efficient and get rid of traffic and all the shit we hate about dri- I driving. Totally, I yeah. totally agree. So is this just Uber's ploy to go... You know all that like delete Uber shit. Yeah. Here, pay attention to this over here. Yeah, I'm doing something totally. new. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean that—that's what it feels like to me. But yeah. at the same time, if if the premium, you know, there's like uh, you can do uh, Uber Pool and it's like three bucks. You can do, you know, a normal Uber, an Uber Black or whatever XL, whatever. And it's more expensive. You can do an Uber Air. Yeah. And that's, you're going to spend. An arm and a leg. 150 bucks to travel three miles. Hmm. You, go, people, you know, you might do it. You know, you get to see the skyline. You, you know, yeah. what I mean, look, yeah. they have helicopter tours of Chicago that exactly. are sold out all summer long. Exactly. You know, from rich people. They just want to, you know, check out an amazing view of the city. And if these Rob's are devices, the if these are too, devices so. that can take off and land literally without a heliport, you just, yeah. I don't Anywhere. need a big rotor space and all this shit. I'm just going to drop it down on this road. Yeah. Call it a day. It's cool. It's it. It's cool. Don't I would definitely that. fly in one. That's for sure. You would. You would do it once. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Not like every day. You, you couldn't uh, imagine doing this as a normal course of business. Absolutely not. But I guess that's how I was thinking about it. But yeah. the way you guys described it yeah. as kind of a special thing. Yeah, for sure. I think it's interesting and intriguing, and prove out self-driving cars. Make that happen. Solve my problem there, and I'll never. It'd care be one about of those it. things where we'd finally get our ancient view of the hish of the future right, you know? Because it's funny if you think about 
the dated view of what the future would look like, like in the 1960s. They never account for how big a shitheads people are. Like, you can't just give everyone a jetpack. Like, we would oh, fuck hit each other. We would die. Like, like, like the death rate if we all had jetpacks. Just yeah. launch myself right now. All five of you catch on fire. Like, you, know, like, you just can't give. At the end of the day, I'm humans are from assholes. Fuck you guys. You know, like, yeah. So I think a lot of the, the inventions have this optimism where you forget. And that's the thing about, like, self-driving cars, or excuse me, not self uh, flying cars. Like, if humans were in charge of it mm-hmm. and it weren't self-driving, <laughs> like, you think you're in three-dimensional airspace. How often will you just land on some poor asshole? Oh, my God. You know, that you don't see because he's a 1,000 feet below. You know, and you're also probably so traveling Planet of the Apes got it wrong. Jeff I think they may have got, got it, got it right. I think Planet of the Apes might be the back, one that got it right. Back to the Future got it wrong. <laughs> like I think the ones that went backwards got it right. <laughs> that we were just going to destroy everything. Yeah, I think the dystopia uh, branch got it more accurately. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, you know what I learned uh, today is Running Man takes place in 2017. The movie Running Man. Are you oh, serious? Yeah. How old are we? In 2017. Ridiculous. I was thinking Demolition Man because that had the self-driving car with the all that stuff, too. Well, and that shows so. them how important corporations. Remember how, like, weren't they like Johnny Cat? Oh, Johnny Cat. Yeah, but was wasn't like recall, like this yeah. is the year of Pepsi or something. Like, like weren't corporations yeah. in charge of the yeah. government? Yeah. you know, in yeah. uh, Demolition Man. Uh-huh. We're almost there. We're, we almost are. You know, yeah. man. Everything was Taco Bell in Demolition Man. Remember? <laughs> well, yeah, and here we are. Carl's Jr. CEO is going to be our uh, labor uh, secretary. Yeah, so All right. close. All right, <coughs> very close to political right. talk. Back so it up. stop it. Out. So out. Here's the deal. Yeah. We're gonna move. We're gonna move very yeah. quickly into if we're gonna talk politics. Let's talk nope. about Queen. Nope. No. What? Uh, the Queen. Sure. Sixty-five years. This Queen has been in the reign That's of. That's got to be the longest serving term. It's got to be the longest yeah, serving yeah. term. I mean, all those middle e- middle ages people died in like you know five ten years. Yeah. So so somebody look it up. Nobody has to have reigned longer no way. than Queen years. Elizabeth. Yeah, I'd be so flabbergasted. Longest reigning British. But she doesn't actually do anything. She doesn't. Longest reigning British monarch. Yeah. Does she do anything? No. She does a lot of PR type, you know, um, stuff. She takes a I lot feel. of fucking pictures. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you are. She knights a lot of cool dudes. Yeah. So how old was she when she started? 25. I think she was younger. 1952, February 6th. She was 25 years old. Wow. Princess Elizabeth ascended to the throne. Well done. She was born April 21st, 1926. Yeah, this Wikipedia shit is really good. That makes her 90 years old. So she was 30 years old when World War... She was in her 30s when World War II ended. Wow. She's 90 years old. Oh, my gosh. Her husband's still alive, too. That's what my wife and I were freaking out about the other he looks day. Like a, yeah, he looks... Her yeah. fucking husband's alive. I've never seen the asshole. <laughs> Where's my, he at? My whole life, I've no, never no, no, seen no, no. this guy. What a dad oh, have seen You him. don't remember Oh, yeah. yeah like, who the, he's uh, always next to her. We were watching that. The Netflix has a show called The Crown, and we were watching that. And I'm like, and she goes, is he still alive? I'm like, there's no way he's alive. I mean, I've never heard of this asshole. Like, <laughs> and he is. And yeah, and he is. Yeah. And he just, I don't know. He's sat so there So do they have a last name? Does Prince the queen? Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Thank you. Do That's they have the a last name? Yeah. She, isn't she a, is she a Windsor? What is she? Because she's from a, a royal house. What's what's the well, house yes. name? Well, the, yes. Yeah. The house is where the Plantagenets and the Tudor families. But I oh, don't, that was like so long ago. I don't know what. What it was. She has a last name. I know she has a last yeah. name. She has to have a last yeah, yeah, name. Yeah. But what is it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, but I, 
I want to say it's Windsor, but I, I could definitely have that wrong. The last name, wow. Windsor. Windsor, yeah. She is the Elizabeth Royal, Windsor. Wow. The yeah. British royal family changed their last name from Saxe-Coburg-Gotha to Windsor in 1917. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been great? Why? They change it from Saxe-Goldberg. Right. <laughs> well, there is, there is some German involvement here. Uh, World War One broke out in 1914. <clears throat> Anti-German sentiment was at its height. Saxe-Coburg. And so uh, Gotha. King George V renounced all German ties belonged to him and his family and adopted the name of his castle, Windsor. We're oh, just... so it's an artificial name. I it didn't is. realize that. And in 2017, they're going to be Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. <laughs> or Pepsi-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. English product. Pick <laughs> one. Boddington's. <laughs> oh. That's amazing to me. 65 years she's been in rain. That is crazy. And we didn't know that it was Windsor. I mean, I kind of knew the House of Windsor, but yeah. I didn't know if that was like literally the last name. Uh huh. Elizabeth Windsor. Hmm. So when she passes away, her son becomes king. Well, I think I mm. think um, no boy son. I think uh, <laughs> uh, Charles has deferred. He basically so said, "I'm Haunted. out," and it's I therefore. I got a pun. That's why Kate <laughs> and... Oh, too much shame. So who is it yeah, then? Princess Diana. Oh, so it's going to be... Uh, uh, what's uh, his name in Kate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Which, which... That, <laughs> that, let's just remember that. What's his name in Kate? Which, Forever. But yeah. frankly, why do I know Harry, which is the younger brother? I would rather have him be the king because he's like... That'd boy. be fun. Yeah, yeah, we'd have a good time. a dude <laughs> doing his thing. Yeah, but he was in the military and he did a bunch of things, and he was the dude, and he's yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I, I believe he's yeah. the guy that played uh, strip poker in Vegas. Yeah, yes. he also dressed so up like a Nazi for a party. Also yeah. dressed up <laughs> as a Nazi, yeah. a little toned up. Nobody <laughs> remembers <laughs> Prince William and Kate Middleton, but it's fine. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. We're fine with that. It's what's uh, his name and Kate <laughs> and his brother. Henry. I I would prefer, <laughs> I would prefer Prince Harry. Well, maybe William's got some shit that's going to prevent him from doing it. And, you know, uh, we'll see. You know, we'll we see. Or maybe he'll die and it'll just be Queen Kate. <laughs> I don't think she's allowed to become it. No, she no, she wouldn't know oh, it. She can't it it would be one of, the, one of the... Yeah. Or, or there has, has to be like point. a coup. Like, 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 uh, maybe there'll yeah. be an uprising. No, no, no. If, if William was gone, it wouldn't fall to her. It would fall to his heir, which is... But like, so William could be come king she'd be queen and then he'd die and she she's not queen. queen she's not queen no, she'll sh never be queen she'll never be queen because queen is the ruler got it so he's king and wife yeah just like prince i think he's I a think prince so i mean so, she will be William princess forever princess or maybe Kate. i think she does get the title queen but there's like a different title for when you're queen not ruling ruler. not the, the queen the, regent the crowned oh. yeah I, I don't know i if Our listeners has, would know. We we yeah. have some listeners that would know this. I felt you, like, you know, but I know, like, geez. I think you still get the title queen, but it's a separate title. So, so we're looking for our listeners to correct yeah, everything that we've got wrong. Everything, <laughs> guys, and let Which us know. Which one's the Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> That's we Harry. We have a Nazi wait, wait, in charge wait. of America. <laughs> and so, speaking of Nazis, don't we like to 
gauge our uh, mathematical equivalents in the size of. Oh, we were talking about this. This was a fun story. Yeah. What? So we, no, we were talking about this the other day. This is we were talking about <laughs> test, how we test while we were with a little bit of homework. Oh, yeah. that's right. Uh, uh, I, I got to do this real quick, but um, we were talking about how Chicago had a huge meteor go above it. Yes. Sunday night, and like they showed footage on dash cams and security cams. And it looked like like two planes hit each other in the middle of the night. It was huge. And Dion pointed out, uh, well, I'll let you take it from there, Dion. Like like the unit of measurement they always use in meteorites. They always like equivalent like, well, you know, if if a meteor the size of a Volkswagen hit the Earth, we'd all be fucked. Like it's always like a or a meteor the twice the size of a Volkswagen would do this yeah, type of damage. Their default de- it, denomination it's for like some reason is Volkswagen. The measurement <laughs> for meteors hitting the earth or asteroids is in Volkswagen size. Volkswagen and bug. Like, we should somebody should do the math and figure out like, okay, so the meteor that had to have hit the earth to make all dinosaurs extinct was the size of how many Volkswagens? Cuz that's really how we need to worry about. It. <laughs> um, well, cuz then they they what's weird is they go from Volkswagen to New Jersey. <laughs> Because then they're like the size of Texas. Yeah, it's like it's, yeah, it's the, Volkswagen. Like the, the, the one that New killed Jersey, the dinosaurs was and then the, the size, size of Texas, yeah, yeah, right? They, in yeah. Texas, they yeah. throw in there. Yeah. So, how, so, yeah. so we talked about this. So, I, I was trying to figure out as we were all talking um, around midnight. This, this was my experience back in 2003. Okay, around midnight on March 26th of 2003. A bright orange fireball was spotted in the sky, blah, blah, blah. It landed, and debris was recorded near the village that I grew up in. And a friend of mine, Stephen Simon, who's noted here in the Wikipedia article, oh, Stephen geez. Simon, University wow. of Chicago, wow. and seven colleagues from the U of C, the Planetary Studies, blah, 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 led the classified meteorite fragments that fell on Chicago. They, they did the whole thing. So they were dealing with all of this. And what I recall from this, it doesn't say it in this article. What I recalled was that they calculated that the meteorite that fell and burned up and broke up on the atmosphere was roughly the size of a Volkswagen. <laughs> Which one? In The one I'm talking oh, about, okay, in 2003. Okay. Yep. Okay? So that is the calculation. And, Sean, you said you would go figure out. I'm, I'm doing the numbers right now. <laughs> numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to give you some time. Yeah, yeah. That, that New Jersey was the size of some meteorite that would, like, kill everything, right? That killed mm-hmm. all of the dinosaurs when it landed. So how many Volkswagens does it take it's, to kill the entire dinosaur population of the earth well i loved it that they're trying to predict this this one this week it's like where did it land where where did it hit and they're like sheboygan <laughs> sheboygan. sheboygan wisconsin oh. that's where it hit well this was park forest illinois i mean it's, it's, it's well it flew over my town too so yeah it's okay i have the numbers yes the How dinosaurs were killed by approximately six thousand volkswagens <laughs> It's 6,034. It's only 6,000? So I guess this is why they use Volkswagens. They're a surprisingly big car. Huh. Yeah, the Volkswagen, uh, according to Google, has a length of almost 14 feet. No. Which seems very Come on, no, no way. That's what I just Googled no, and what it told me. But no it's way. surface, it's entire area, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you took 6,000 Volkswagens, what you're saying is... 
New Jersey has never... No, no, I don't know what New Jersey... I don't know what... So I don't think the dinosaur... So what I did is they said that the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs is... Oh, okay. um, They said uh, 5,280 feet long. Okay, it's not the size of New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much, much smaller. Got it. Okay. 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 Now Google... How many Volkswagens... To fill New Jersey, if we want and how many Volkswagens are in Mexico, Mexico City? If Find we that want out. To cover the state of New Jersey, yeah, Volkswagen. Volkswagen. What are we looking at here? <laughs> I think it's much bigger than six thousand. I just oh, I'm sure it is. Don't you have many <laughs> more important things to do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> many Volkswagens uh, sizes. More you bigger. have uh, gold and trucks and different sizes of Volkswagens. I don't no, no, we're talking about the Beetle, the original Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, okay. Yeah, the Nazi, the Nazi Volkswagen. One, the Nazi Volkswagen. How many Nazi Volkswagens would destroy this planet? That's It's 6,000. And he made, he made like hundreds of thousands of Volkswagens. Yeah. Hitler. We will build an efficient car. Viva. <laughs> and it will be the measure for asteroids. <laughs> For all generations. It will be the measure of asteroids. (laughs) If we don't destroy the world, an asteroid will. (laughs) Okay, so I have one last question before we close the podcast this week. One last question, and this is is for the the entire team, boxers or briefs. What? John. Okay. Uh, I love the the reaction in the room. (laughs) Yes? Uh, boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Second that. Second that. Who are we put? Anyone? I'm not, I'm not answering this question. Uh, I, I, I'll say I, I prefer boxer briefs are my preferred one. Uh, but then if not that, I'll usually wear boxers. Never. Come on, briefs. Gav. You'll never want my answer. Although I, I will say this, my wife got me joke briefs for. Uh, uh, Gavin's Christmas. not going to answer. You guys have Where? seen my underwear. You guys might have seen this on in the internet. We're, she, we're looking at you in your underwear right now. Do you want us to answer? So Gavin's she, a boxer brief guy. You Go guys ahead. will like hearing this story. So I, I've never worn briefs in my life, but my wife gave me a couple of joke pairs for Christmas that I will wear sometimes. I'm not wearing them today. but um, <laughs> Where it's basically like the face of a wolf or an animal, but the snout is where your penis is. Nice. <laughs> so nice. Looks three-dimensional. You wore those yeah. on election night. I guarantee it. I guarantee you were wearing those. I on election night, <laughs> it was no, it was November eighth. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, Dion. So I wear what you would call long boxer briefs. So they're they're a little long. They go down to your play. ankles. However, <laughs> however, those are called tights. However, yes. Yeah. It's, tights. <laughs> yes. it's winter. We have to to, to, to my ankles. That. Yes, I wear I wear underwear to my ankles. Uh, but when I sleep, I wear boxers. Alicia, I'm nude when boxers, I'm briefs. Don't is say it, panty. Don't ever say panty. Oh, there we go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What are you saying? Those are briefs. She, she, she wears briefs. 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 Bikini, briefs, whatever. Like I said, don't say that. <laughs> so You're one of those people that freaked out. But a, so, lot women, a lot of people hate that word, especially women. They don't like panty. Women don't like, like the word yeah. panties are moist. You don't like the word panties. Fact. <laughs> wow. That's a fact. Google it. Look it up, man. Google that. Fact, oh fact check us. Come on. I dare you to. Period. Yeah, I know, but they don't fit in the sun. You wear underwear to your ankles? 
<laughs> just like you. <laughs> just like me. <laughs> oh, There's nothing else. Yeah. There's a thing between the things. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> that was okay. enough. I'm Why so glad I asked this question. Inch. I'm glad we didn't or go from sex bots <laughs> to what underwear do you wear. It's just, it's just a good transition. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. I've always been a boxer guy. And eh. boxer briefs, I'm in. Yes. Yeah, they're I'm good. I'm all in. They're nice. They're comfortable, but I don't wear them to bed. <laughs> that's, fine. that's my That's my preference. So, so, all right. So, you wear boxers to bed. Yeah. No, he, right. he he goes to sleep naked. Yeah. I go, he I runs hot, so he's got a. I'm all why would, I'm why chapel you, when I go to why sleep. Why wouldn't you go to sleep naked? I don't think no I've reason. ever gone. I can't remember ever going to bed with clothes on, no matter what situation. So I'm you in go anyway. to sleep naked everywhere, even if it's like borderline <laughs> totally inappropriate. <laughs> you wear a fucking Darth Vader mask to bed, but you're fucking naked. Nude. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I support that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm all in on I'm the very buck naked. Comfortable, not a lot of. So you're sure. you're trying to be Sean, but you can't possibly do it. You're in a stage of undress, so. minus minus the the Darth Vader mask. <laughs> yes. Although I haven't been using that, but I gotta get back on that. But yeah, it'll help you sleep, Sean. Yeah, I am a big supporter of the. You do not need to wear anything to bed, because that just infringes anything. every. No, no, what what. Anything. <laughs> Nothing. Naked. <laughs> Buck naked. Why do you have to wear anything to bed? To bed? Oh, you scar your children. My children do not sleep with me. I don't know about you guys, but my children do not Dad, sleep with me. The sump pump alarm's going off. Holy fuck, you're naked in bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait, how many times is that? <laughs> if my kids ever, ever come to me with my sump pump has an issue, I will let you know. That never happens. Mind you all the time. So, I, so, I, I fight it naked. Essentially, essentially <laughs> it's I a... Go, go, yeah, yeah. So now, now's yeah. the time to teach you about water damage. Knock, knock, <laughs> knock. Buck naked. Go just rope. Dad, we know you're naked, but if you could put some pants on, there's an emergency downstairs. All right, good to know. Good to know. Water. My pants water, are always at my ankles, water. Lisa. Yes, my pants are always at my ankles. I mean, that's what I'm learning right now. That's what I should do, so it's fine. Has Tara ever woken you up going, Dad? We have an issue. The sump pump alarm. My wife never calls me dad. And she, no. She's never seen me nude. And she's, <laughs> that you know of. Seen him? No. Lights off every time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I Ross, don't just spit at me. Don't spit your beer at me. Don't break that laptop, son. Uh, 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 well, I'm really glad I asked. So, <laughs> and we're the Worldwide IT guys. <laughs> Feel free to tweet us what you prefer to wear: boxers or briefs, or and, and, uh, and how you deal with your sump pump. Yeah. <laughs> and has your wife seen you naked in 20 years? Perfect. Or children. We have been the Worldwide IT uh-huh. guys. Thank you, Dion. Thank you, team. This has been uh, a good 73rd episode. Uh-huh. And we will uh, see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. I'm glad I ended that one. Yeah. (laughs)
was my idea. Yeah, about the underwear of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. That was your idea. Why would Maybe that not be my idea? He knows what I wear to bed. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, can, you, you can usually count on Dion for good reaction. I didn't know. Oh, that's funny. I, I know I how to know open the conversation. <laughs> I've seen him in his air mattress at the lake house. We know what he wears. I know what I wear when I'm with company. <laughs> what? Yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Ah, thanks Not for bad, not on me, Ross. Hey, Trump never crossed anybody's mouth. But you hit, 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 hit stop and save before Why? you say that. We made it. Yeah, we made it. And if this is part of the fade, that's fine. Thanks, Emily. Yes. This is number 73, by the way. 72 was last week. I don't know why you numbered it. So you got the episode right, but you got the the blog post wrong. What was up with that? She'll did never I, hear that part. Did I tweet something wrong, maybe? No, you were fine. Okay. Because I tweeted all the things we wanted to talk about, whether we got to them or not. You were fine. Because we...